What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Masters of Sport. And I'm here with two-time world champion Master of Sport, Earl Kunkel. Earl, uh, how are you? I'm doing great. I've been hitting up uh, hockey games, minor leagues <laughs> lately, and you're been really, having a blast. You're, you're making your trips around the circuit. <laughs> yeah, I think I may, may have seen everyone who may play for the Flyers one day <laughs> in the last two weeks. Probably. Yeah. There's a likelihood that only two of them will actually make it, but... <laughs> yeah. The, like, the Phantoms were taller. Yeah. Like, they were physically bigger. Bigger. Right. Than the the Royals. Yeah. The Royals, I feel like they have, like, one big guy, and then the rest of the team's yeah. definitely undersized. And th- that was just, like, one of the first things I noticed, like, just the size of them as athletes, not yeah. necessarily... I don't. I haven't watched a sport enough to notice skill, I would say. Right. Right. But just they were bigger. Yeah, they're definitely I that's where I was wondering, like, I wonder if size is more in tune with where the, the AHL guys are. Uh huh. But then you're looking for someone that might have the raw talent or the raw speed that like a smaller guy has yeah. with that size. And that's like I don't know how to judge the speed, like to see like whoa they're way faster yeah, and like their stick control so much yeah, better. Because you watch them as a lay person, you're like Dude, yeah. they're on ice. Like they're moving that quick on ice. Well, I noticed too. Like when they take off, they're like they almost look like a, a sumo stance. Like how they like get yeah. going. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just super wide, and I'm that's like, actually, that's very accurate. When I was talking to Tamon, I said it when I was like, Tamon, why are they so wide like that? He's like, I don't know. Maybe like for deceleration purposes. Could be. Like so you can stop on a dime. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my understanding is just. It's basically all quads and glutes. Okay. Like literally, that's what they're using. That's how you drive. Yeah. Makes they, sense. They, they they don't have as steep of a shin angle. And, like, it's – it's. I studied the, the, the stride and, like, um, the pushing phase and stuff like that a little bit when yeah. we did our videos on it. And it is just – it's not – I mean, it's not anywhere. It's, like – Normal. Yeah. It's almost like you're – curved in if you will right yeah. like if you like turned your ankles yeah. in instead of out the way th- you end up doing it i think sports like ice hockey and swimming if you're a normal human being you watch it and you're like how is that possible to go that fast like in the yeah. pool or on ice because you you know what it's like to step on ice yeah you know <laughs> what it's like as a normal person if you're not a trained swimmer, unless maybe you live in Arizona your whole life, well, yeah, that's maybe fair. ice, maybe like. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little foreign. <laughs> yeah, like what is this? Oh, there I go. I was saying this. I actually wanted to. I don't. Yeah, I was a little intoxicated, so I don't remember if I said this. Why to were Jason. you? Was this your birthday party or something? <laughs> yeah, that dude. you were convinced you planned. I heard. <laughs> Dane sends me a message. Hey, what are you doing? Uh. It was like a Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. What are you doing Saturday? What do you think about going to see the uh, Reading Royals play? I was like, let me talk to my wife, knowing full well I was already going to the game. (laughs) (laughs) Never got back to me. No. I asked you twice, actually. Oh, did you? The second time you didn't get back to me, so I was like, well, maybe because we went to last week's game. Oh, no, no. (laughs) I was going. I just was like... I was like, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I don't want to make them feel bad. Like, and say, oh, I can't make it. Like, I, I knew I was going. But I, I wanted to tell Jason that I wanted to share this thought. If Jason's the videographer, audio people, so if, you know. 
if I owned the Reading Royals, okay, the team or the the vicinity that they played in, both. Okay, I own everything. Okay, I'm running Mr. Beast challenges every home game. $5,000 to somebody in between periods. $15,000 to whoever, and I'm going to create a carpet, and you spin around with your head on a bike, on a bat. <laughs> Not a hockey stick. Or, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but then as you get off the carpet, you're on ice, and you're dizzy, <laughs> and they got to get to like the goal. And you create these crazy challenges on ice, but, but with tons of money. So the stadium's packed, and people get into it. They get their seat picked. So people want to go to games. It's like, well, there's a chance I could win money. <laughs> and if I don't, I'm going to watch these people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, it but doesn't what stop. I, yeah, but what I would do is then capture all that and put it on YouTube. That's Man. what they should be doing. Like making more of story, make more stories out well, of it. <laughs> that's what i said when uh at the phantoms when we were down there i was like you should have showed up earlier you could have started selling to all the athletes <laughs> yeah, give them cards every single one of them on the t they were kicking a soccer ball around like they weren't doing it two hours before the game i had to be there because like what was going on with my wife and stuff like that with it big wigan yeah and they were they were literally kicking a soccer ball to warm up like that's what they were doing they were trying to dribble it in the air as a team not let it touch the ground and they might have done that for like 45 minutes yeah just low-key like this is how we're gonna warm up right. before we're on the ice right like the warm-up to the warm-up <laughs> <laughs> and like they're just vibing there and like they were all surprisingly legit at least everyone i saw dribbling a soccer ball with oh they were feet. good that's yeah. good I was like, oh, hacky sack. You're probably not from America too, <laughs> yeah. or the United States. They're like, you know. All right. Speaking of training sports, and let's talk about a very specific sport, American football. How old were you when you started playing football? I'm curious. Okay. So my parents had a rule that we had to play soccer until middle school. And then when you got to middle school, you got to pick. Okay. Um, so I was in seventh grade. All right. But I started playing organized football like peewee. There was a weight limit when I was eight years old. Yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me. That was most of my friends. And I probably started playing football like in my, my mom's backyard when I was like probably five. Yeah, I would, I would say playing football like my brother and I used to play this game where we would dig a hole on each end of the yard. And my parents have like a decent sized yard. Uh-huh. But we would kick it and then run full speed at each other and try and tackle each other. And this, <laughs> the score would end up being like 85 to 70, <laughs> but we would destroy each other. Yeah. So my, I mean, my house where I grew up, there was two like garages in the back and a fence. And I saw arena football one time when I was like young. I yeah. was like, oh, we can do like arena football in here. <laughs> You're running into the garage. <laughs> we would tackle one another into the garage. <laughs> the goal was to try to get the ball to touch the fence. Like okay. you'd start, and like it might have been like eight yards. Yeah. Like to, to do it. To do it. Oh, that that was brutal. And we'd try to see how many people we could line up. And to, to get into the to get into small it. area. Yeah. yeah. And 
I was probably still doing that up until I was like 15, 14. Like. Oh, that's that's what I was just going to say is that, dude, we played. I remember my sophomore year of college. I came home and we played this huge pickup game on Thanksgiving Eve. Oh. And it turned into like a like brawls were happening. So, same thing uh, up where I grew up and like few few people were like legit like you had like yeah like good college college athletes athletes playing like a, a pickup game of scrimmage football well so i went <laughs> i went back and i'm like telling my teammates what we did dude and our throws coach heard me talking about like destroying some of these kids yeah. and he's like start screaming like are you kidding me dude so long story short Screams at me. I was on a scholarship. He was pissed. This kid, Steve Myers. Okay. So Steve, three weeks later, before winter break, goes out, plays pickup football, gets a spiral fracture. It's like the same fracture Michael Vick had when he was playing for the Falcons. And our coach was like, sat us all down and just reamed us. Like, (laughs) how can you be this dumb? Your body is mine. Yeah. You are not allowed to play pickup (laughs) basketball and you are not allowed to play pickup football. To go back to your original question, like, I mean, dude, pickup football for me was like, it was so, I love that. Yeah. But yeah, football, organized football, I was not allowed to play until I was in seventh grade. All right, Dane, why do parents then are so resistant to their kids lifting weights when they're eight years old and six years old? Okay, so I think that that goes back to. Oh, if you don't know, we want to talk about when you should start strength training, but this is my lead into it. Okay, so I think a lot of it is. Parents don't look at, they don't look at weight training. And this is, uh, I think this is more peculiar to the U.S. Is that they don't look at weight training as a sport. They look at it as like um, something that, they they see it as a, it's stigmatic. It's like, you're going to be a muscle bound, um, shorter, uh, you know, Growth's gonna be yeah. stunted. All these things are that that could be su- super detrimental to their to their growth. Uh, dude, I'm dealing with it right now, actually, because of s- stuff like this. Yeah, I have a super legit weightlifter who's younger. Okay, his dad's about my height. Wait. Which one? Junior. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. Yeah. So, dad's my height. Yeah. Mom's like. Five two, right? Short. Juniors five six. He's been lifting since he was seven or eight years yeah. old. So his body weight, he's in like the ninety fifth percentile. His height, he's like seventy five. His mom is literally like five two, if that. Yeah, she's pretty short. She's yes. So the doctor tells him, the dad that he's not as tall as the dad because he started to lift weights when he was younger. And I said, well, that's funny because when I started lifting in 6th, 7th grade, that's when I grew, so I don't believe any of that. So now the problem Does the is... the doctor lift? No. Yeah. So Kmart, is, he's valuing what the doctor said. Now he's looking for all these ways to get Junior taller, and it's like... All right. You Ma- didn't value his nutrition when he was younger. That's what you should have done, first of all. Second of all... Height is extremely genetic. And here's my other thing, too. 
does he want him to be like a, a good football player? Right. Or a good weightlifter. Does he want him to be a good weightlifter? Right. I hate to break it to you, shorter people have an advantage in, in weightlifting. Yeah. Like it. But I go, to go back to the whole question that blows me away is that a doctor who should be schooled on analyzing data and research should be well educated on the fact that there is zero link, zero link between yeah. weight training, resistance based training and height. So zero. My son, I started him weightlifting at six. Yo, by the way, I did want to tell you, I didn't realize it was Reese until it was until I saw him the second time. Oh, because I was like, who's the first time I saw him? Like, who's this kid? And in my head, I was like, <laughs> he he sort of resembles Earl. <laughs> and then, like ten minutes later, I saw him, and I was like, dude, that's Reese. What the? Yeah. Why, how did you not piece this together? <laughs> he he's uh, I want to say it. He's like. He's kind of he like, like his twin. mom. He looks like you, though. But he has, I say low-key has, like, my build and, like, sort of just. His facial features, I yeah. think. He, like, as soon as I put it together, I was, like, mad at myself for not <laughs> making the link earlier. I think because I was talking to people. Yeah. I just saw him. Like, you, you had to deal with a lot of people socially, like, <laughs> yeah. through and through. Like, nah, he was hanging out with uh, DJ and Lauren. Oh, with, okay, yeah, yeah. A lot, um, and then he ended up with the sniffles because he was running around on that floor the whole oh time. Oh my god, dude! That, that the floor looked like yeah, a yeah. bar floor, <laughs> but it was just melted ice. It wasn't yeah. so bad. But from him like goofing around on there, like Monday, he didn't end up in school. <laughs> it, was just, it was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. You had fun. That yeah. was that experience was well worth more than like that one day in school. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, <laughs> but. I started having him lift when he was six. I was just like, we bought him one of those like five pound bars, one yeah. of those small kid bars, and it was like, all right, I'm going to teach you how to snatch and clean. Yeah. And his biggest thing is he can't keep, he struggles keeping the bar close and like clearing his knees. Mm -hmm. But like, I make him squat too. Like, didn't, I don't know. He, he's not, like, he, you saw him. He's a string bean. Well, so that's <laughs> what I was going to say is kids that age, they're so gangly. So. The first thing I noticed when I was like the weightlifting is working. When I would go to pick him up from school, the way he walked with his book bag on his back. Okay. Yeah, his posture is probably better. Yeah. So if you ever see a kid when it's too heavy, they lean forward a lot. Yeah, yeah. So like they can almost balance it right. and not hold it. Well, first thing I started having him do was squat. I was like, all right, it's easier. I can, And I would have him front squat, and I can build into the other movements. And right. Like, and next thing I know, like, this is, like, maybe only four weeks. I go pick him up, and he's standing straight up and down. Because yeah. his trunk now can just handle that, no yeah. problem. Like, he just got used to it. Um, and at the point now, I have him single leg squatting. He can single leg squat, like, 22 and a half kilos. And he's just turned seven. Right, right. Like, and you've seen adults come in who struggle with body the bar. Weight. Yeah, well, body weight. Yeah. but like a lot. Like, they can learn quick. And I think the point I was trying to make with the football is parents are willing to subject a kid yes. to head trauma the moment they're eight. But they're petrified for them to put weight on their back. I also, I think, uh, dude, even, even, I mean, I know that now they've outlawed head balls for soccer in lower levels uh -huh. until they develop head strength. But, like, when we grew up, you could do a head ball when you were in, when you were six, seven, eight years old. And head balls are, like, 
notorious for giving massive concussions to people, especially yeah. younger kids. So my argument also to, to piggyback off of that is we're willing to take our kids to McDonald's and yeah, feed yeah. them junk food and just ruin their guts, ruin, you know, cause obesity and not put that under a microscope. And then you'll take a kid like Kyle. Uh-huh. Whose mom is five two and whose dad's six feet, and because he's five seven, you're you blame it. And he still may have another a late growth yeah, spurt too. Yeah, he's fifteen. It's like, not. dude, he might he might grow a little bit, but also it's there's no research to back up your statement. No. So you're perpetuating. And he squat he back squats five hundred pounds almost now well, already too. So it's like, <laughs> like okay, it, so you're gonna tell a kid not to partake in physical activity. Because you think that, you know, for lack of a better term, an old wives' tale, essentially. Is, yeah. You know, well, I don't know what we would be the political correct, politically correct term of an old wives' tale is. I don't know. Uh, but. Falsehood. Yeah. Some, maybe. Yeah, like some unsubstantiated claim. Yes. Based in, like, hearsay and just bad yeah and it, and it goes back to what should really be understood is it's a form of activity it's a form of learning movement it's a form of enhancing um your 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 child's priorities because yeah. they learn a work ethic they learn that it's repetitive movements over and over again they've got to show up consistently and then also they learn how to eat well because they should have someone like if you come to our gym well, now you're selling them raw milk. Then we're going to sell them grass-fed whey protein. Oh, then we're going to tell you, hey, you should try and eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. You should eat protein. Now they start to think about nutrition and how it's important for for how they feel. Uh-huh. And instead of you know going to McDonald's and, and going to, to Burger King, wherever it might be. Yeah, that, those are... Foo foo, no, no dude, dice. My kids have never, they've never been to a well, fast food place. I have never taken my kids to a fast food place. My sister tried to take them, but she did take them to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I will admit that. <laughs> but uh, I, I do know my kids have eaten fast food with uh, their grandparents. Yeah, bar, okay. Like, and specifically, I think it was the grandfathers too, not even the okay the grandmother. Yeah, my did it, like my mom doesn't. They'll they would go to Sheets and let my kids have like beef jerky from Sheets. Yeah, or like a uh, maybe like a pack of pistachios. Uh-huh. But and and Caitlin's dad has gone to a fast food place, but not gotten the kids anything. Yeah, my um, I will not claim though my kids have the healthiest diet. You saw Reese; he is a string I, bean. I would <laughs> I would say too like Sanderson doesn't eat great my second son but relatively speaking like he doesn't eat that bad he you know he, yes he could eat definitely cleaner yeah um no nah, mac and cheese man uh, I, I mean, <laughs> like, that, dude that was that was actually my neighbor who was at the hockey game uh -huh. i don't know if you saw him it, it was his wife and his three kids were there okay he was like one of my best friends growing up dude we would go i would go to his house because it was mac and cheese every <laughs> night and i would pour so much catch up on it <laughs> so i think that that's funny that you brought that up because it's like as far as like kids today and and parenting it's the same struggle our parents had. right right like dude it's hard to get your kids to eat really well it is. and if you can win like 
70% of the battles, you're doing well. One of the new things uh, we started winning to that is uh, guac. Oh, yeah, that's because big. Because you get it with chips. Yeah. That's how yeah. everyone was like, so he starts eating the chips. Oh, why don't you dip it in the greens? Yeah, like, that's try that. Yeah, that, yeah. Every time. He doesn't make a face anymore, but he tells me he doesn't like it. And we think it's a texture thing because, like, you it know, is a little, guac yeah. slimy. Yeah. It's I do delicious. that with our Indian food. It's like. All right, we're gonna have paneer, which is cheese, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll we like Lincoln's at a point now. I mean, Lincoln's ten, so he'll have the samosas, and he'll have either cheese or sometimes chicken that that's not spicy, but definitely has different spices. It's flavored, yeah. And I think cheese and even like with tacos, you can get you can get the vegetarian tacos are actually pretty easy for them to yeah. get used to. But also, you know, we do eat soft meat. shell all day. Yeah, and. and <laughs> I think getting kids to eat other types of food will lead to them just valuing food in general right. a little bit more because they, they, they realize there's more to food than in our region just meat and potatoes. You know, and I'm yeah. the guilty one on that one. <laughs> All right. So the whole point was talking about, like, when, when should you start a kid training? Like, I'm not saying anyone necessarily needs their kid training at six. Yeah. Like, I'm doing that with him because he's kind of – I think sometimes he's – my son is a little sedentary and I want him to move and I'm just like, well, I can control this. I know what I'm talking about. And, like, I'm also not going to – like, I'm not going to put him in a position where it's like, dude, your technique's horrible. Let's put more weight on the bar. It's like, dude, you're six. You can't legitimately get strong. Right, right. But when should, like, the dad out there listening, when should they take their kid and be like, yo, let's go to the gym and start training? So I, I think, I mean, dude, that's a hard one because I oftentimes think that part of me or the thinks, mom out there, yeah, too. I'm, from I'm just going off what the analytics say. Yeah, it, it's probably a dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny as Lincoln's Lincoln's one teammate on soccer. His mom forces Lincoln to come to the gym because she brings Aiden. Uh-huh. And so now Lincoln has to start coming as many times as Aiden because Aiden comes three times and Lincoln's like, I have to go to the gym three times a week because he only he only trains <laughs> twice right right now. Anyway, to go back to your, uh, I was just bringing that up because yeah. the mom's pressuring him. Um, <laughs> so I, I think there's a couple things. First, you've got to know your kid's temperament and your temperament on how to handle your kid. I'll use an example. My dad took me to the high school weight room where he worked when I was in third, fourth grade. And the thing was, he would work out. My dad would work out. And I would work out a little bit with my dad and clown around. But I was a pleaser. I wanted to to just, like, be with my dad. I just wanted to spend time with him. My brother did not want to do that. And my brother and my dad used to get into sort of these, like, tizzies where my my yeah. dad would yell at him because he they wouldn't butt be heads. yeah yeah they're they're identical people basically and so i think it's being aware of that first of all if you're a parent being aware if your kid doesn't really like to listen to you you should take your kid to a a gym where someone else can you know ideally a place like garage strength really. yeah i know that's not well i think so too like i can't like they're, I know I'm talking about my son, but like he wants to come with me when I am here right now and, to go work 
yeah. down there. I'm like, and there will be a point when he's, yeah. you know, is it ten? And that's a decision that you guys, you and Julie, have to make. Is he ten? Is he nine? Is he twelve? And I think that that would be my first answer: is how mature, yeah, you know, can your kid handle instructions? Um, you know, a good a good example would be Lincoln started training with me, dude. He was five years old, right? And he was. I've got pictures of him back squatting with, I mean, a lot of weight on the yeah. bar actually, but he would put it on himself and just keep squatting. Um, and he again he he's pretty decent when I train him. I I don't really I try to, I try not to train him as much anymore. Yeah, you are. I always say this. Dane as a coach is much nicer than. I think people would give him credit for <laughs> and very understanding. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to, I, I try to stay that way with, with Lincoln, you know, when sometimes I actually think he does take advantage of me. Jake's pointed that out where he's like, dude, you just let him do his thing. And he's at the age now that he should be controlled. Yo, coaching your own kids tough. You're, yeah. I think either one, your expectations tend to be way too high or way too, way low. too. <laughs> yeah. You're very bad at like, yeah, the gauge. Yeah. So I would say the first question would be, do they take instructions well? You know, analyze if they like to listen to you or not. If they don't like to listen to you, let someone else train them. But that's another factor is that I like to bring up, um, you know, growing up for me, I, I worked for turkey farmers, okay? <clears throat> and they would bring this, they would bring this, this thought up. Um, back in the day, everybody had... Uh, who would you like you would go learn from someone else like uh, an, an apprenticeship an apprenticeship yeah. yeah but you would do that at an early age so basically young kids would yeah. have another sort of leader in their life who wasn't their parent right so they would learn these interactions with other uh authority figures who weren't their parents and that's i believe valuable um and I think that that's one thing that we have here is that we do have kids that are eight, nine, ten years old that come in, and they have to learn how to take instruction and learn how to take criticism from someone who's not their parent. Yeah. And so I think that um, I would say eight or nine is a is a probably a great age. And if they have an interest when they're six or seven, that's that's great too. And and we have a kid that comes in who is six. We do a lot of sled stuff with him. We do a lot of body weight stuff. He does a lot of plyometric stuff and he does a lot of technique stuff. You know, so he learns that technique now, and Junior's a good example of this. Not that Junior's technique's phenomenal. Yeah, but Junior's eight-year-old video of him snatching versus and, now, and the clean one, he's just like basically reverse curling it. Right. Like, it's, yeah, it's just, it's it's hilarious to look at it and just realize that that took a lot of time, a lot of time to develop, and now he's a total freak. Right, yeah, he's world team. Yeah, right, world team member yeah, two times, and so I think. I think that's where it's important is just finding any time between six to ten, but then no, you know, it, no, it's probably important for them to deal with another authority figure, um, know the goal and know that they they shouldn't they you don't need to push tons of weight like it's just yeah. coordination, uh, jumps, uh, sled stuff, and having fun and and then prioritizing a regimen. That's the the other thing I think it teaches you. Like my first means of organization as a as a person, because I was not organized as a student, but I was organized because uh, in the weight room 
my dad and my strength coach in high school, who was you know, our gym teacher, they tell me, hey, write all your weights down in a yeah. notebook. So I was in sixth grade and I was writing weights down in my notebook and I knew what I did each day, but I wasn't doing that for my yeah, homework. Yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't translate that skill over it. Yeah. It, it had no uh, transfer of training yet. <laughs> you know, no, yeah. no one was like, idiot. What you're doing here, you should be doing in your in your homework too. <laughs> All right, so I was listening to some of the things like the lifts you should have them doing. You mentioned do plyometrics. Yeah. Focus on technique. Yeah. Um, squatting. Yeah. Like sort of y- your basic movements. Yeah. Can they snatch and clean and jerk too? Can we do Olympic weightlifting? Yes. Yeah. I would say I would say it's hard to teach it. It's going to be frustrating and hard. And you're going to see something that barely resembles a snatch. But you teach the kid how to catch the bar, and, and they might learn early on without making contact, and then slowly they learn how to make contact. And they might be really fast off the floor. You try and teach them tempo. Um, but they're capable of learning that. If they can go play football, which they do, they can definitely learn this. Yeah. And, and I think that it's more – advantageous for them to learn these things and i've brought up in the past that i think kids should be and and somebody's gonna cry the blues about this i think it should be mandatory that's that people actually hit percentages of body weight in these key lifts before they're allowed to step on a football field because it'll very likely decrease injuries uh, injuries especially especially head trauma no i you're know. still gonna have head. Yeah, trauma. I don't. I don't know if you're getting away with that one. It'll, you'll have less severe concussions. Yeah, though. I think even if it became flag football, you'd still have head trauma. Things occur at times when. Yeah, yeah, you would. It up. You would. Flag football is definitely safer, but yeah. Um, dude, I think the problem. This is my my problem to get a slightly sidetracked. That's all right. Is that <laughs> head trauma's horrible? Clearly, yeah, like clearly horrible. We've seen the results. <laughs> yeah, like, we've no, we know. Junior Seau is a great example, dude. Yeah. The story's horrible. The story of Aaron Hernandez is horrible. But I think some of his stuff was not entirely related to CTA, CTC. Yeah, but we know it, it does bad. CTE, CTE, sorry. It does bad things. Like, it's, yeah. it's not good. But football's like, it's fun to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't played it in years. It's just so fun to play. I barely watch it anymore. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I watch it here and there, but not as a cable. But yeah, not not a lot. And also, it's boring. Hockey's more exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I no, think I it, that's just like the double edged sword. It's like, damn, this game's sort of fun. It then like, yeah, you know, you were reminisce. It's like, man, that was fun. I, dude, I sent a kid to the hospital when I was a sophomore in high school. They had to saw his, his face mask off. Against holy name, dude. The dude. Works How big were you in high school? You you were just as explosive. I bet. Like, yeah. How uh, you like jump? Yeah, I could jump. Like I was six, so my height that I am now, I was probably actually a little taller. My sophomore year, that's when I got to be okay. I was you six you one. grew into your body. Yeah, seventy three inches. So how much did you weigh though? I went from my freshman year, I wrestled one fifty four, and then my sophomore year, I weighed two thirty. Wow! So how many, I, how many I went, inches did you grow? Five, I went from five eight to six okay. one. So I grew a lot, um, and I always, 
I always had a really good first step, and I was yeah. always aggressive. That's because your calves are bigger than your quads. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I always had, I always had a, like when I played football, I it, it was good for someone like me because mm-hmm. I had so much aggression. Yeah, like my ability to just be aggressive was. Yeah, I just. I mean, the problem was I also wanted to just kill people all the time. That kind of works with football in some <laughs> yeah. aspects. All right, let's go back to lifting. Okay, young kids doing this. Yeah, what are some of the like clear benefits? Clear uh, stability in their joints. All right. So that's what I think's funny is that these idiot doctors, like the one that just worked with Junior, they'll say, "Oh, growth growth plate uh, stress fractures." First of all, that happens. There's science that you can look this up. It happens like. 1,000 times less than people playing at recess, than kids playing soccer. Um, but also the, the stress fracture uh, in a growth plate does not mean that your limb is going to be shorter than your other limb. Like that, That's another sort of misnomer as well. But um, the, where I'm going with that is the ironic part is that athletes, younger children right they they don't achieve hypertrophy substantially they they get stronger through neurological coordination that's how they get stronger yeah so their muscles literally just coordinate better they communicate better so it's actually better for their brain is what i'm hearing yes like your ner- like the kid legit their body legitimately gets smarter and learns control better because they're lifting it's not their muscles are no. stronger per se it's their nervous it's simply their body's ability to communicate with itself yes and that's where if you talk about joint stability if someone is more coordinated they'll be less likely to hurt themselves or to to get hurt or to get injured in an event in a it's the same way playing a musical instrument is yes. better for your brain makes yes. you smarter you can think yeah like wow hey parents have them learn how to play piano and have them lift weights correct yeah and some you know, or violin books. Yeah. Yeah. Violin slash piano, lift weights and read comic books. Yeah. You're good to go. Like yeah. yes, you can yeah. literally become Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> or if like you're more like villainous. Yeah. You can become Victor Von Doom. Yeah, you, it, it, uh, it, it, right there you go. So I think I do this topic pisses me off more than like 95% of other topics because yeah. it's so it's so there's so much um you know miseducation out there so so the the other thing that that list also leads to is that then you get the parents who come in when their kids in ninth grade and they're like oh well, I want little Johnny to have scholarship yeah well it's like a little late yeah what you want he can't even back squat the bar kid's 15 years old he can barely like squat (laughs) down he's lost all of the this is the other big thing is that if you watch if you know you know junior and junior's dad okay junior's dad is extremely genetically he's very tight okay he's wound to be very very tight he's also really strong stupid strong like (laughs) like i i would say cock strong is a perfect example (laughs) of him like he's just strong right yeah Junior has maintained mobility from his 
from when he was very young because he lifted at an early age. So he's more mobile now than he otherwise would be because he is wired and wound like his dad. He's a stiff kid. He's very stiff. But because he started training earlier, he maintained that flexibility. Kids that, that come in and they start lifting when they're 15, 16, they've lost all that. They've lost all that ability. So I'm around a, a lot of kids with what I do, like teaching. And your age that you're working with is when they lose it. And I see it too. Yeah. Like you can all day. see kids who can't get in a squat. Yep. And when they squat, have to go on their tippy toes because their ankles just won't yeah. move. And like I'm just like looking at that. And they'll look at me like I'm funny. I was like, squat like this. And they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, well. Dude, the, 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 <laughs> the few sports that you'll see kids maintain, like, good, you know, good mobility, it'll be if they're wrestling, gymnastics, or if they're a catcher in baseball. Otherwise, oh they, lose, they lose it all. That's why I'm so mobile because when I played Little League Baseball, catcher, yeah. and I was a kid who refused to – stay on their knees i would okay. literally sit, sit. in yeah, the that's, squat yeah and that's those, the whole time the catchers are the kids that as they age and they they're the only ones that maintain that really good hip the hip and ankle mobility yeah man that's interesting yeah so i mean that's another factor right. you're going negative on me we're supposed to go positive well oh. get your kid to train that's a positive all right kid to train what else though so we ha the mobility right that's good we talked yeah. about sort of the neural your kid, like, yeah. your body literally gets smarter yeah. lifting weights at a younger age. And I think there's, I mean, uh, so you're also going to get, you know, the kid learns how to jump. They'll get instructed how to jump. They'll get instructed on how to land, ideally, right? And I think that that's also important stuff. So uh, generating force and, you know, decelerating as quickly as you can, those are phenomenal ways to increase uh, but that goes that goes along with just a more intelligent Dang, body. What about a kid like you who was thick when they were young, right? Yeah. You were round. And you go lift weights and, like, everyone's like, how does he do that? Like, some other kid. And they're like, I can't make fun of him for being fat anymore because he's strong. <laughs> like, what does that do for a kid? They're self – dude, that's the whole thing. That's the – we just so we just did a, a video on this, right, and on garage strength. And the biggest – uh, long-term impact that was measured was long-term self-esteem and long-term health habits. Yo, and what's crazy in the world we're in right now coming out of that pandemic and mm -hmm. sort of the focus on mental health yep. and the trauma from having all that, whatever was going on with that, like why would you not have your kid lifting weights right now? So, like, uh, I mean, and I say that rhetorically. Yeah, like, I, but I would answer it with you have parents that think they know everything, so they don't want their kid to lift with someone else or they're cheap. But like, dude, some people can't afford it too. Like, yeah, you know, now if you go to a, you are expensive. I'll, I'll tell yeah, you that. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I got in on like before, like <laughs> it was still like everyone's from Leesport. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Even though I did find you online, dude. <laughs> I would I would say, like, that has to be factored in. So if you can just get into a gym and you can afford it, right, That that's huge. But parents that don't want their kids, they are the parents that are, like, the know-it-alls, right? They're the, yeah. they're the ones that, like, they think they have all the answers. And then that – so then they're either the overbearing parent who wants their kids to be the – 
the you know the next Gatorade Player of the Year, or they're the <laughs> parents that think that their kid's gonna die if they do a yeah. back squat before the age of 15 speaking of the gatorade player of the year i always noticed when his dad was here how hands-off he was he just went and yeah, like he just sat, sat. In the corner. maybe corner. he would talk to you like friend more like friendly like just yeah. hey what's going on but never like why aren't you doing this or something it was just like what's going on like keep me in no front. he never did like that. yeah i noticed yeah. It. super friendly too yeah he just i mean he would say he you know most of the time he would sit in the on the side um but he was there to sort of bullshit with the other guys yeah, yeah. the other parents and then also like he would say like i want to watch him because it's fun i'm here to watch him it's just like watch him practice yeah but he wasn't there to coach him he was just there to right. bring him and five other kids support you know? him too yeah like yeah, that, exactly. he was there supporting his kid yep which no. by the way they started spring practice yesterday speaking of head trauma oh did he crush someone i i, I don't know. know if they're hitting yet he just assumed I just he saw did. yeah I saw some videos. So. He did back squat five hundred for five, five which yep. was insane. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one on this: Can young kids legitimately get strong? I mean, I think what's the definition of strength? I think it's possible. Yeah. All I right. I I don't think it's. I, I guess maybe let's rephrase that. Like, can I take a young kid to a one rep max? Yes. All right. Why, there's also, why can I do that? Why? As long as they're, I mean, again, they have to be taught properly. They have to have good technique. If they have good technique and they're snatching and they're 10 years old and it's, hey, let's try and see if you can hit the big greens today. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, if they miss it, they miss it forward or they miss it behind. It's not going to be anything crazy. I wouldn't take back squat to a one rep max. Okay. I wouldn't take like those movements. I but something like a more the powerlifting movements. The movements people think might are actually safer and easier. Yeah, I would do. actually not because they tend to get hurt. more. I got hurt once lifting. Guess what movement I was doing? Probably squatting. It was deadlifting. Oh uh, yeah, of course deadlift. Deadlifting. <laughs> deadlift. It's like once a year I hurt my back. <laughs> Only time I ever like. Well, I can't. Well, I didn't hurt my pec bench, and I was doing a, a gymnastics movement in CrossFit. Yeah, but I, I, when you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, a kid getting legitimately strong. Lincoln's ten; he's pretty strong. Yeah, he can clean and jerk the big yellows, and he can snatch the greens with a little red on. I guess that's it's. Or, he actually almost he's clean and jerking like fifty kilos now. Yeah, I I would say it's probably more relative to age they can get legitimately strong, but yeah. like. Yeah, they definitely can, but not. They'll never get like their adult strength. Like it's no, it's no possible. Like, yeah, no, it's a joke. You, you need puberty to hit, now, set in and all that testosterone to come into the body. This is one thing where I think farm strength has to be discussed. And if you can think about the human body, essentially prior to puberty, is preparing for the remainder of its life. So any physical uh, tasks that it has to solve. It's going to prepare for that because it believes for the rest of its existence, it has to handle this. So kids that grow up uh, and, and talking about farm strength, I think is really important because you can see kids. Uh, we have a lot of them that come in, these big, huge farm kids yeah. that have never lifted weights. You can smell the farms around here sometimes. <laughs> but they come in and they've got huge backs and they're strong as hell. Yeah. And they've never touched a weight, but they've done They've carried feed bags, water buckets. They've wrestled pigs down, whatever it is, right? These kids grow up doing manual labor. And, you know, using a good example, Lincoln has grown up 
lifting for the most part has been his ma- his physical Go get stimulus. the wood. But he's done a ton of firewood, and he's helped me split a ton of firewood, and he's had to feed the chickens. He's had to catch the geese. He's had to do all these things. And so his body is adapted. So when he hits puberty, his body's basically set up, like genetically and, and historically it's going to be set up like, okay, now we have to adapt for what he's done before right. this point. And so when kids who have done physical labor or have done strength training – hit puberty they just explode with strength because now their body is really developing that it's going for it whereas a kid who's more sedentary you don't see it it's like uh, i mean you still see it to a point because they have so much test running through their body but it's also like they don't have they do lack that big jump because they haven't done anything gotcha all right so focus on technique but hey you can legit push max their experience yeah. yeah You know, well, within reason of, too. Yeah, like, yeah. you see technical breakdowns back yeah. off. It's like we're not grinding things right. out right now. No, not worth it. No reason. No. All right, let's go to the audience questions. So, parents, have your kids start lifting. Yeah, and eating better. Definitely eat them better. This is Noah from the YouTube community. What is your preferred progression model for athlete strength training? Do you aim to increase volume or load first whenever possible? My preferred, uh, okay, so I would say. More volume? Yeah, I, would, <laughs> no, I don't know. I would say both, really. Yeah. It's sort of like, I, okay, I mean, this would be a, a good, I could share a story. We, we've we gotten a bunch of football players, and, and one of the kids is just, like, totally blown up. Um, dude, he was the worst. We should have filmed his first day of jumping and doing cleans. He was oh, is so, that bad? Oh, horrible. And he's drastically better but he's still like you can see it you're like but he's way better than he was yeah um kids kids so this kid is who i was referring to he came in and he's like why are we doing seven sets (laughs) like why are we doing this many sets and then we would go to the next group we're doing five sets of this we always do like two or three sets at school and i i think to answer that as simply as possible the volume of sets is where people are always like, really? we got to do seven yeah. sets? So to answer that, I would probably say volume is the easy way. Yeah, because your high school strength coach probably doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Or like they're dealing with like 40, 40 kids, kids at, at once. once. It's yep. just them, and it's like. It's harder. Or they're checked out. Like yeah. I walk by where when I bring my kids to go do stuff, like you'll see the high school kids training. And I, I was telling you about this, how like I have to purpose, like I like just don't say anything. Yeah. You don't have to comment on anything, but you can just see like they're getting subpar. Right. Right. Like what's going on there. And it's just like, all right, whatever. Right. All right. The element YouTube community as well. well I'm just like a regular hand. guy who has realized that I'm in love with wrestling. Although I'm in my 30s. I'm wondering how I can simply move forward in this. Key lifts I could do to increase power and speed. And key drills I can do until I can possibly get to someone who can teach me more. I mean, I would say power cleans and front squats. If you buy the weightlifting and sports performance book, I actually have an entire chapter on uh, wrestling, weightlifting complexes like a quiz complex basically like a power clean a full clean front squat front squat clean uh, a lot of a lot of you know 
explosive movements and time under tension. I would say the best would be master a cleaner snatch, master a front squat because that's going to transfer to mat strength. Get really good at doing rope climbs or sled pulls with a rope, um, single leg squats and grip work. And then for drills, I think, dude, I think the most important thing that I've learned, you know, just watching a lot of wrestling is that it always comes back to the basics with, with the best in the world. They're really good at throwing a half. They're really good at wrist control. They're really good at, you know, tight waist. So it's like I think learning a good collar tie, learning a good shot with a setup, you know, you learn like a Russian to a high crotch. I don't know. That's simple. But it's like you learn a setup and a shot, and you learn um, a setup and another shot to the other leg, and then you learn like one or two key defensive moves, and you're going to be – Yeah, and just hammer them. Yeah, you over and over and over again. Thousands of reps. Get incredible at, you know, the easy stuff. Right. Make it right. look effortless. That's what virtuosity ends up being then a exactly. lot of times. Yeah. Nice. Grip strength. Hey, I had a question when you brought that up about the wrestling. I know you like your on the minute like power cleans for like a endurance type of training with the like explosiveness. Do you ever do like a complex on the minute? Like a clean front squat? Yeah. I maybe have done that a handful of times. That's because you lot. hate actually having to hurt. That way. You hate it. Yeah, that's really hard. I've seen you ride a bike. Ten seconds just crushes your soul. (laughs) Imagine having to repeat that with weightlifting complexes. I will say this. uh, My last program, I was making some of the weightlifters squat every minute and a half. Like, they would do a set, and they get a minute and a half, and they'd do a set of six. Minute and a half, set of six. I know a minute and a half is technically enough well if you're an endurance athlete a weightlifter that's like yo move it and doing eight sets by the end it was like holy cow dude this is killer so but not that's yeah complex on the minute would be would be brutal yeah clean four front squats clean make it happen (laughs) deal you do it no i can't clean oh you're such a baby i'll do zombie squats you could clean into the zombie <laughs> yeah, like one of those Instagram yeah. people do it. Like you could do that. All right. All right. So lift weights, eat, get your kid to lift weights, eat cleaner and do a lot of complexes on the minute until next time. Peace. Later.